you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to Watchpoint Radio, a podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today our Master Blaster, Ja, cannot be here, but we are joined by two awesome guests. First guest is Melissa Schisler, also known as, as Melarina from the Cavalry. It's about time you had me on. Well, you know, for the listeners that haven't heard you by chance, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Melrina. I am a host for the Calvary podcast and I am Bobby's wife or better half, whichever one you prefer. Yes, she definitely is. That is true. And I'm also joined by a first time podcaster. Her name is Sarah Keller, but you might know her from all the different podcast discords as Icy Sorrow. Welcome, Icy. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's good to be we're here. Excited to have you. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, tell us a little. Tell us the, for the the listeners that don't know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm just pretty much a casual player for games up until Overwatch. Uh, I played a lot of like Legend of Zelda is pretty much the only game I played growing up. But I got my first gaming PC in college and I played a lot of Dota 2. And then I kind of moved into Diablo as my first uh, Blizzard game. And then saw my boyfriend playing uh, the beta for uh, Overwatch and that saw Mercy and it got me hooked. <laughs> but yeah. Mercies unite. <laughs> totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I met you through, I think the first time was a, it was either a Cavalry game night or an Omnic Lab game night. Uh, I think it was Omnic Lab. Uh, Probably Omnic Lab. That's where I started watching and read a love podcast. So. Hey, well, that's where, that's the first one that I started list, listening to. And it's my first listen to each week now. So it's a good one. Uh, wait, right, well, wait, uh, what what wait. did you say there? It's your what listen to each week? My first listen to? That's rude. Well, uh sorry, but I am uh I'm definitely oh, what's the word for it? I'm definitely a fanboy. No, not a fanboy, just I can't think of it right now. I'm loyal. I'm loyal, that's what I am. And I love Rob and on and Andreas. They just they just make me smile. Fair All right, well, everybody, this is episode seventy eight, uh, recorded on October seventeenth, 
for and it's supposed to air on iTunes tomorrow the 18th but I don't know cuz Jaw had to Jaw had an emergency and couldn't come so I'm not sure if he'll have time to get it edited and out tonight. Uh so a preview of our topics we're going to talk about we're going to talk a little bit about BlizzCon which we are all going to. Woo! We're going to talk a little bit about yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, PTR report and changes that hit t- today. And uh, it's getting, it might be a short episode. It might be long. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, I'd like to start by welcoming any first-time listeners to the um, show. Uh, we talk Overwatch news, a little bit of e, a little bit of esports. We focus, though, on the community and the state of the game. You can you follow us on Watchpoint Radio, on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, or you can join us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. <laughs> uh, we're going to move into community feedback. We got a new review today f- uh, from iTunes. Uh, it's from Papa Jeffro Jenkins, who I would like to believe is Jeff Kaplan. I'm just going to believe that myself. He Gave us a rating on Prepared to Attack, too. So I'm just going to go with it's probably Jeff Kaplan. And Papa Jeff Rodriguez says, I heard these guys on Prepared to Attack and decided to check out this podcast. Normally, I don't listen to podcasts because I, I don't listen to news podcasts because I know the news already. This one is different than most. The hosts have good Debates accompanied with excellent chemist, uh, chemistry. I'd like to see some of the prepared to attack coaches guest hosts. Maybe Foo or Frisk would be fun. Well, thank you very much, Papa Jeffro Jenkins. And that is we... obviously a support main. <laughs> <laughs> but Foo and yes. Frisk were awesome. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, thank you so much, Papa and. We'll see if we can get them on. Uh, we also had a review for Prepare to Attack, which we are reading on this show. This review is from Majimu. Majimu, I think I said that right. So gotta, this is an awesome... Po- what? You got to Go hold, hold the O. Majimu. It's got a Majimu. couple extra O's in there. <laughs> yeah. Majimu. This is an awesome podcast as... I'm a level 24 player with not much experience. I, it really helps me to have guides to play. Also, it would be nice if you did a, a McCree guide. Thanks. Well, I encourage you, Majimu, to go make a bunch of iTunes accounts and give us a bunch more reviews voting for McCree because then he'll be in next week. That is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can try what I can try. All right, well, we're going to move on to our main discussion. Top story. So BlizzCon's coming up, and today we're going to talk about the BlizzCon schedule with two people that are uh, both going to BlizzCon, Melissa and Icy. Um, first off, Icy, have you been to to? BlizzCon before? I have not. This is actually my first time going. I'm really, really excited to go for sure. <laughs> Me too. First time. It's going to be, be awesome. newbie. 
Awesome. Yeah, it's our it's our first time too, and we're pretty excited. We've been trying to figure out everything we need to do. I guess uh, from what I heard, you guys need to join. What was it Ladies of BlizzCon face uh, Facebook group? It's a group that helps. It's just it's just women, and it is just like a support group. If you need a ride, if you're in trouble, if you need help, anything. Mm. Uh, they also like post creepers that have given other you know other girls problems, so you can kind of watch out for them. But from what I hear. In the Con Before the Storm Discord, it's a pretty good place to join if you're a lady. So I would suggest that. Yeah, Bobby kept telling me I needed to join this Facebook group. And the more I got thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute. Why do I need to join that Facebook group? Are you planning on leaving me at a bar or ditching me somehow? Because you're going to be there. (laughs) supposed to protect me, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely take a look at it. Uh, <laughs> I plan on hanging out with a lot of people, though, too. So I'm not super worried, but definitely creeper pictures sound like a uh, thing to look out for, though. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be system. in buddy system. I'm also going to be in costume one day, so I will uh, have to take care of that, too. <laughs> yeah, you need the creeper pictures on costume day for sure. Yeah. <sighs> well, one thing I will warn of, I've I've been told that there's been problems in the past with with women getting roofied. So I want to have a strong recommendation to any woman going to BlizzCon or any man, really. Just don't take any drinks that you didn't see the bar, the bartender pour or open. Just, you know, don't take any chances there. Like someone wants to buy you a drink, go to the bar with them, let them buy it and let them, and you see what happens to it. Just be really, just be really wary of that. Unless it's the bartender. Oh, boy. Then, you know. We won't even go there. That's all right. What's next? (laughs) All right. Well, let's get uh, talking about what's on the actual schedule. So the first thing on the the schedule is the first day at 3 p.m., there is a panel called Overwatch, what's next? And on this panel's in the main hall, and it's uh, titled Agents of Overwatch. Assemble your team and get ready for briefing on your next objective. Join the, the developers for an in-depth look at the newest updates coming to Blizzard Blizzard's team shooter. So, Melissa, what do you think is going to be on this panel? Like the six new characters that they're going to announce? Is that what you're asking me? Or the 12 maps? You mean the six new support heroes? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We need more support. We do. I think, I think they will announce a support. And maybe a tank. Or maybe two supports. I think the problem is supports are just so hard to make. Like, okay, for that... For that question, where would you guys start with your next support? Like, what would you do? Would you have something with turrets that heal, like a Symmetra, but healing? Like, would you have, like, what would you have? What's an idea? Icy, why don't you start? Oh, geez. Uh, I haven't really thought about what could be next. It's, I see more, like, the debuff ideas. I, like, I don't look towards the healing. I look at, like, what other abilities could be there. Like, it definitely needs to be a healer. Because you see how Symmetra has been received as a support class hero. 
definitely needs to have a healing aspect. I'm more interested in like what kind of like debuffs. We have anti-heal, but could there be like something that affects shields, that affects armor, that kind of thing? I think would be an interesting debuff to have on a character. But again, like I haven't thought about it. A cleanse. That would be interesting too. It gets rid of the debuff of Anna. It gets, mm-hmm. yeah, like... Or like the Discord Orb or Anna's debuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's only one cleanse in the game at the moment, right? Uh, Zarya's bubble? Mm-hmm. That's what if it could, like, take away shields, too? Like somebody that was, like, Zarya shielded. I mean, you have I feel like maybe that's or, not supportive. Well, you've got Sombra. Yeah, you got Sombra for Sombra that with their hacks. Mm. And I think Sombra should have been the healer. I mean, people argue that you can play mm, support maybe. Sombra with a single healer. It's just different map dependent and all that, so... Yeah, it takes a lot of coordination. CP. Yeah, two two CP. I would agree with that, but it takes a lot of coordination and people knowing they need to go to the health packs and not just do their own yeah. thing. That's the biggest problem. You mean like spam? I need healing. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm not even worried about the Genjis anymore. Then I need healing. It's the Reapers that've been getting to me. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think I've like blocked out Genji I need healing I don't even think I hear it anymore I think it's just like <laughs> background noise at this point so that's fine but what if we had a support that like decreased the damage you take instead of maybe healing you maybe it decreases the damage you take while you're fighting mm. it maybe increases your damage a little bit like how it I like because I mean Armor is what decreases damage because you take less or damage counts for less when going up against armor. Um, yeah, the way the way armor works is it's a uh, per shot thing. So uh, we need another main healer. You got Mercy, you got Anna. So yeah, another main healer would be nice. And something I, to counter Lucio. That was what I was just about to say. Like a slow debuff? Is is something, yeah, something that slows. But I think that would better suit, like, Orisa or something like that. You know what I mean? More of a tank? Yeah, someone who Lucio couldn't go up close to because Lucio can just run the field, and that's a big problem with him. And we'll talk about it later, but Mm -hmm. with his new change, I just played a game, and oh (laughs) boy, I can't wait to play some more Lucio after the show. I was just thinking, I think they're going to announce a new support. I think they're probably going to announce two healers. But I think, I don't know. I feel like there's something else that they're going to announce. They're going to talk about the spectating, but do you think they'll do that there? Uh, I mean, I think there's another panel specific to OWL later on. I think it's the next day even that probably will contain that. It seems more like the spectator is more esports driven. So I feel like that's probably be more up for that panel. Well, with that being said, the esports uh, quarterfinals start at uh, start at twelve, uh, three hours prior to the panel, the first panel, and I heard uh, I heard them. We're going to talk about it just for briefly for later, but I heard the finals of the Overwatch World Cup are going to have the new spectator mode. Now, I don't know if that means the quarterfinals and everything at BlizzCon is going to have it or if they're going to unveil it later. So the finals are the next day. It might be that they're going to un- that they're going to un- unveil it uh, on the first panel on November 4th. So... Mm-hmm. 
we'll we'll talk about that in a second though. Is there anything else anybody wanted to add about what's next? Do you think there could be anything else that what's next? Possibilities are endless. But I can't think of anything that'd be really cool right now. I th- I think they need to I think they need to keep the shorts going and I think they need to get more characters in because people really love love that. So Although speaking of the shorts, I don't know what made me think of this, but they did talk about like looking for people for this new Overwatch type project. I mean, could they reveal a little bit more information about that? Maybe it is like a mini series or a comic book or something more in depth. I don't know. I mean, they announced that. I felt like that was sneaky. Maybe some foreshadowing going on there. Yeah, they could be. I mean, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good call. Uh, I'm not sure. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the the next panel, which is Junkertown: The Plan, creating a new kind of Overwatch animation. That's going to be on eleven three at 4.15 p.m. Pacific in the North Hall. It's, it is uh, described as dive into the making of Junkrat and Roadhog's bombastic adventure, Junkertown, the plan. The first of a new style of Overwatch shorts created by Blizzard's in-game cinematics team. Did you guys like, like this short? Uh, start with Melissa. I really liked it. I don't know if I liked it because of the new style or if I just liked it because I thought it was really funny and John Grad and Roadhog were a hoot. I think that was probably more of it. I think I didn't pay much attention to the style, really. Well, what about you, Icy? I mean, the style, I, I think the main reason like you didn't see like the fact that it was a different style is that we're so used to the in-game kind of like feel and like that's what they use. They use the 3D engine like inside the actual game, which I thought was really, really cool was being an art geek and all. So <laughs> I thought it was really just the style of it and the fact of how short it was. And they used that to announce the map. I thought it was a good overall introduction into it. I did too. I absolutely loved it. Jaw was not a big fan of it at all. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Jaw wasn't a fan of it though because he wants the full blown, you know, uh, you know, the super high quality ones like the May one we just got, which I want too. But I just figured if we got this, then we could maybe get more. I don't want less of the high quality Pixar quality, but if I have this in addition, then that'd be awesome. Didn't they now, come out he, with two? Didn't they come out with a high quality one at the same time? Yeah, they came out with with May and well they came out with Junk Rad and then the next day came out with the May. But you said you're into art, I see. How how would you like it if uh if Blizzard and the Overwatch team made those tools uh, available to anyone to make movies. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, you've seen like all the Reddit posts of like people doing like the Symmetra and like when the dances came out, they had like sim turrets and like all these like other things that they just made gifts of. And like, I think people will go crazy with them and it'd be really fun for the community. 
I think it'd be sweet. And Jaw would love that because that would mean we're that much closer to mod mod tools for the community, which he is always saying mm. that he wants. I think the what people that you, are Mel? I think the people that are willing to put the time in to do it, I think would be pretty good. I think Blizzard's probably hesitant to do it a little bit because it just takes away from the cinematic team and it could there could be the possibility of putting out a lot of bad work and it still has the Overwatch name on it. Yeah, yeah I could see that, but any bit of con content would definitely help the longevity of the game and just the popularity of the game. I mean, I remember when WoW first came out and I remember, uh, what was it? The Weird Al song that they did, uh, uh, Amish Paradise. And they had the, they just did all the, f the, the, f the footage for the music video in game. And I mean, it was, it was awesome. And I just remember watching those and loving those. And if I could watch those in Overwatch, be awesome. And I mean, if it's bad, it's not going to get a lot of, it's not going to get a lot of views. People aren't going to watch it. If it's good though. It's going to put you on the top of Reddit. It's going to put you on the top of Facebook. It's going to, it's going to just increase the popularity of your game. I, th I think. It's going to get you a job at Blizzard. Yeah. And they can find talent like that. So I think it'll be, I think I'm definitely going to go to that, to that one. Are you going to go to that, Icy? Uh, I think I got another thing going on at that time, but I mean, it seems like it's very similar to the video they released of like them making the short. But I mean, if it's a panel, you can also ask questions at it too. So if that's something that you're like super interested in, it's definitely a panel to go to. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, the next, the next panel is Overwatch presents what's in the loot box. That's on 11.3 at 5.15 p.m. Pacific. It's in the North Hall. It is described as help our intrepid hosts as they attempt to unravel the mystery behind the gigantic Overwatch loot box that found its way onto the epic stage. Now, I don't know a ton about this. Do either of you know... About this, I know everybody's been asking what's in the box. I've seen it, but I don't really I don't really know what it is. I speculated quite a bit on what it could be. Yeah. What about you, Icy? I, I have no idea. My thoughts are probably it's just a bunch of loot inside that they might give to the crowd. I, you never know, really. I haven't been to BlizzCon before, so I don't know if they've ever done something like this before. Uh, so I'll just continue to speculate that they're going to give away free loot. I don't remember them doing anything like this. I remember an E3 once where they had the, what was the, the Xbox 360 and they had, uh, they had an Xbox 360 sitting on a pedestal. And then when the show started, they lifted it off and underneath was the Xbox 360 slim. Like it was inside of the Xbox 360, but I don't even know. How big is it? Does anybody know how big it is? Gigantic. Gigantic. Yes, it's going to be gigantic. Uh, I don't know <laughs> I if it's going to be taller than a person, but I think it'd be pretty cool if it was like huge. I'm hoping it's huge. 
Maybe Papa Jeffy Cap Cap will jump out. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> He'll dance for us or something cool. Yeah, I yeah, I think loot for the crowd could be could be it, but why would they hold a panel for that? It could be I think it could be maybe the announcement of something they're doing in the future, maybe a cartoon series, maybe the mobile game that goes along with Overwatch that you could do dailies on. I don't know. I'm crazy speculating. I have no idea, though. But if you guys don't have anything else, we can move on to Overwatch Archives, which is the first panel on 10-4 at 10 a.m. Pacific. And and uh, it's in the main hall. It is described as take a trip in into the past as Overwatch team shares some of their favorite moments from the game game's development. It's a little look into the past and what got them here. Does this interest either of you? Heck yeah. yeah. What interests you about it? I don't know. I'm just excited. I always like hearing just kind of their take, like what they did, what they went through, ideas they had maybe that didn't come about or, you know, it's it's fun. It humanizes them, I think, to hear their personal stories. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go to this one, too. I've seen some of the videos that have come out of like like alpha, like some of the character designs, some of like the random things that they throw together to like test characters like a rocket launcher on like Zarya and like crazy things like that. I'd, I'd definitely be interested to see what they decide to show even from this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like doom fist throwing rocks <laughs> early on and could have been things cool. of that nature. I don't know if that would have been cool. It looks pretty <laughs> janky, but they probably would have made it look better. Well, I'm definitely in interested in that one and probably going to check it out too but i don't know it all depends on kind of who's playing and where mm. during the overwatch esports because i'll be doing a lot of that too i mean i'm really excited to see that the first event is at 10 a.m i'm not a norway morning person i don't really like to wake up in the morning so that's cool yeah, i have a bad feeling we're going to be up pretty late each night I mean, just knowing us. Uh, the let's see, the finals doesn't start till noon, I think, for the World Cup. So you do have like time at the beginning of the day if you wanted to go to an event. But again, I don't know how seating or anything of that works for the stadium. So it's gonna be crazy. Well, and I think the U.S. is probably gonna beat South Korea in the first match. So you know, we'll want to <laughs> be close. Here's to hoping. That's a big hope, too. Well, the next thing is at 2.30 Pacific on 11.4 in the North Hall. It is Voice of, of Blizzard's United Nations of Overwatch. And it's get a glimpse in, into the wild, wild world of creating mem memorable <laughs> character voices. 
Team up with some of your favorite Overwatch cast members for a lively discussion on how they help breathe life into the game's diverse roster of heroes. Now, this sounds like the panel from last year with all the voice actors, and if that's the case, I want to go to that bad, like really bad. I mean, I like doing the voice lines all the time, and I've got to meet McCree. It's got to be Anun somewhere in the world. Only if he wears his beach skin. I think that would draw the crowd quite a bit. Just throwing that out there. Maybe if you run into him the first day, you can request that. Definitely. If I was a little bit of younger, I would cosplay it for you, sweetie, but I'm not. I have to get a couple drinks in me before I ask for the beach skin, but... There's no telling what'll happen after that. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh. Hey there, little lady. They're like, it's what 10 a.m., I know, but come on, you gotta ask McCree. Here's a shot. No. <laughs> it might get a little weird for Slambo and T- and Tank Zord in the room we're staying in too. <laughs> <laughs> they signed what about up for you, it. I see. Uh, Are you gonna uh, check it out? I'll have to see. It's going to be pretty close in with the finals. I'm probably going to try and get in for the finals. I can get in for their finals. I'll probably see what events I can go to. It's been interesting, like, seeing all the videos that they come out with and, like, how personable everyone is. I mean, also, like, the interview with uh, Sombra was pretty cool in Omnic uh, Labs, too. Just, like, she was such a personable person. And she was very open about everything, too, which is cool. Crazy to see that. so good. Yeah, just to see that they're real people. It's crazy, you know, and I think they're fun. You know, they put out these videos of them together and like meeting up together and stuff. I think it's it's great. I I love it. See, I guess it's not that weird for me because I worked in L.A. at Warner at Warner Brothers Studios for Weed Road Enter- Entertainment. And at that time, I met a lot of different stars and they're they're people just like you and me. The funniest things is the ones you would think are nice, usually the ones that are jerks, and the ones that you think are going to be jerks, usually really nice, like Angelina Joe, Joe Lee, one of the sweetest people ever, and she actually re, re, remembered me and what we talked about weeks after talking to her for the first time. So it's pretty crazy. Uh but they're people just like us, and as long as you treat them like people and not like gods or, you know, act weird around them, they're going to be just the same to, to, to you. And usually when you get too big is when they get weird is because they get swarmed by people, and if that happened to you, it would be a little weird too. But these guys have, are voice actors, and they've never been in the 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 spotlight. And people, I mean, they rarely even get recognized on the street normally. So to go to this con and have this all this uh, all this attention that one time throughout the year, or you know, just a couple times throughout the year, is probably extremely ex- ex- exciting. They don't have the paparazzi watching them while they go to the the beach but they have all these fans that really love what they do and i think i think they i think they just really eat it up um do you think any of them play overwatch 
I don't know that any of them do. Uh, That's upsetting. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I heard of any of them that do, but they often know a lot about their character, though. So I don't know if Blizzard has them watch gameplay or something, but they often know a lot. Yeah, I was just kidding. I was just curious if any of them did. Be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. All right, well, moving on to the Overwatch stream showdown. This is on 11-4 at 4.30 p.m. Pacific in the North Hall. It is described as... The world could always use more game shows. <laughs> In Streamer Showdown, some of your favorite Overwatch com community personalities compete to complete a new kind of objective, win a battle of wits. Now, I'm going to be on this because, you know, I'm one of the favorite, you know, Overwatch community personalities. Blaze and Bob, go right here to you. No, I'm really not. It's probably going to be Stylos, uh, maybe... Stylosa, maybe Flame. It's probably going to be people that are involved in the Overwatch League, I'm guessing. Uh, you can cross our fingers for Rob or, on, or, or Andreas getting on there. It'd be cool. Maybe Chan, Chan Man V. Uh, but I don't know that I'm actually going to go to this one. What about you guys? Is it like Overwatch trivia? Uh, I There's a battle of wits. I think it's more personalities in the Overwatch scene playing like other games or playing like trivia games. Like I, I don't know. I've yet to see one of the streamer showdowns that they've done in the past. But I'm assuming whatever that's like is going to be similar to that. But it's just going to be like a live version of it. I guess it depends on who they have. If I'll be interested in going. Yeah, that's true. When they release that, I'll take a look. Guarantee you, one of them Stylosa. <laughs> but I could be wrong. But I'm. Putting that on the wire now. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Inside the Overwatch League on 11-4 at 5.30 p.m. Pacific in the main hall. It's described as, join us along with some special guests as we reveal more about the Overwatch League's inaugural season. Now, this is interesting, isn't it? Because... It's going to be after the finals, so in the main hall, and it's going to be late. Like, the finals are supposed to end, like, right around, you know, 2.40-ish, but we'll probably run over. But this isn't until, you know, 5.30, so I think that's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's It's what everybody wants to know. It's what everybody's speculating. Any drop of news, people are just eating it up, so... It's definitely gonna be cram packed. What do you think, Mel? Well, I would say this is where they would reveal the new spectator mode, but you said they were gonna have it in the finals. Yeah, Monte Cristo said that they they were gonna have it in the finals, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna talk about there. Maybe they're gonna talk about. See, they say the inaugural season, so they're not gonna talk about. Uh, our arena facilities in other cities because um, they're gonna that's not coming in the first season, it's just all at the Blizzard Arena in LA. So, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Maybe I'm curious, I'm excited. Maybe they'll announce team uniforms. Mm, that'd be sweet. I can see them I like know. having I can see them like having like all the teams there too, which would be pretty cool. Like 
as they announce and just the teams come out in their jerseys and like the crowd goes wild. That'd be sweet. That'd be sick. <laughs> there we go. Well, they already did show a few custom skins. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen we've seen the San Francisco Shock. We've seen the Dallas Fuel. Oh yeah. What what? And we've seen the uh what was the other one? The other one was the Shanghai Dragons. Dragon. So I wonder if when you watch them play, they're all going to be in the default skin, but colored accordingly to their team. Now, I oft, I also wonder if they're actually, when they play, going to see that. But I think when we watch them, we're going to see them in their uniforms. But I wonder if they're going to actually have them play in their uniforms because different colors might give different advantages. I don't know. But... Since it's not a live sport and they can change things behind the scenes, I mean, they could just make it so we see the uniforms and then they see default skins. That seems like a lot of work. I don't think it'd be a lot of work. Well, I think too, though, have they come out and said that those are the skins that they're going to use? Like, I know they've like revealed them as their team and their names and they have like this skin, but nobody's actually said that that was going to be in the game. Um, I think a lot of the speculation is that this is the skin that they'll like sell almost. It's part of the like profit sharing for the players more than anything. I think is these things are going to be in the stores for players to then buy. And I feel like they're going to, I feel like they're going to have that color for a lot of different characters. Like I I would be it would be weird for me if like the fuel just had Genji and Shanghai just had Mei and San Francisco just had Doomfist. Just yeah. seems just seems like they would help their profitability more if there was a skin for each team of every character. So maybe they'll maybe they'll talk about that. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm not really good at speculation. So <laughs> we're going. So fuck it. We're just going to go see it. Woo-hoo. Be there firsthand. <laughs> Yay. All right. Let's move on. To the PTR report. Patch notes. All right, so we have some pretty big changes. Uh, these uh, changes hit live today, and that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you two on. We have some mercy changes to go along with the changes that came not too long ago, but we have some pretty big changes. So I'll get right into it. Guardian Angel. Players can now glide past a targeted ally using the jump key. The cooldown no longer resets when Resurrect is activated. On Valkyrie, no longer resets or reduces Resurrection's cooldown. Now, the devs... um, I'm going to paraphrase what they're saying, but they're basically saying... You no longer get an extra charge. Or you no longer uh, reduce cooldown. You get an extra charge when you pop when you pop Valkyrie that is not connected to your normal cooldown. So 
you just get to use one more charge. So you could res, pop, valk, res, right away, or you could pop valk and res, res. Uh, but either way, the first res you use that's not on cooldown is going to start your cooldown meter. That's how I understand it. Is that correct, ladies? Yes. All right, well, I want to hear what you two have to say about it and what you two think of it. So go ahead and start us off. Why don't you jump in? Okay, well, I think the <coughs> resetting of the res on Valkyrie I don't think is a big thing. I felt like it was more often than not you were kind of waiting to use Valkyrie until your res was up so you could res and then it would reset and you could res again. But it made you more vulnerable, I think, because you're on the ground. You had to, like, fly up in the air real quickly because you're in the middle of everything. And so I think that's fine. I'd rather have an extra res. But I think what Icy and I were talking about, the cooldown no longer resetting on Guardian Angel when res is activated is really horrible. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, Valkyrie right now is a good compromise from what it was. Rezzing three people a fight really drew out the match, and it left you with a lot of uh, people frustrated that you couldn't finish like a point at a certain point because it just took you like ten minutes after like somebody rezzed, and you finally get a mercy off her res or off her Valkyrie, and then she gets it again within the same team fight. It's it's crazy, but the way that it is now, it's only two reses. You get mobility, you get the beams, so the Valkyrie is fine. It's more the movement. The Guardian Angel with the jump key from what it was is a lot better. Um, experiencing it for like that week period when they like took away the bug that was the movement speed past people was like awful. You just kept dying because there was no way to escape from them. With the jump key, it's, right. less, <laughs> it's totally less predictable now with the jump key because they don't know if you're going to stop at that person or if you're just going to keep going. It also, I don't know, Mel, if you've experienced this too, but you can get some really nice air with it as well. Like, you can get up to ledges that you couldn't get before with the same kind of Guardian Angel. So I'm really enjoying yeah, it, that. It definitely, it's, I love how, like, today I could, like, fly to somebody and, like, jump, and then I could fly to the target I needed to that was, like, up top or something. Like Leapfrog or, almost. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, using all my little people in all the different areas, hopefully. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, I love the Guardian Angel jump, but, Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on the cooldown. Uh, hold on, though. Oh, sorry, Bobby. Hold on, though. For the people that don't, that don't play Mercy, because I don't play Mercy, and so the jump, kind of explain what you're talking about. Are you, like, using Guardian oh. Angel and jumping before you get to a target? So, like, how does that work? Yeah, so the way that Guardian Angel is now is that when you hit shift, I have it at shift. Some people have it different. But when I hit shift to Guardian Angel to a person, um, before I get to them, I can hit my spacebar, which is my jump key, and you get your momentum keeps going past them. Sometimes it'll give you a little more upward momentum too, which is really nice. So it helps you be more evasive overall. A little less predictable in your guardian angel too. Because mm -hmm. like before, somebody could see like a straight path and they could predict where you were going to be. Now you can kind of jump when you're in the middle of it or right before you get to the target. You can kind of vary which way you're going. And then, of course, you can still hit shift to stop your momentum or your uh, guardian angel key again. Okay, so are you guys set on toggle guardian angel? Or are you set on hold guardian angel? I'm on toggle. 
Toggle. I what about you, shift, Mel? Shift, shift. I'm on hold. Myself. Yeah, so. Uh, differing it's opinions. Just kind of a, it's just kind of a preference thing. I think. I, think I'm on I don't toggle. know. Yeah, now, it's, it's just like in my muscle memory now. So now I don't remember if I'm on toggle or hold down. I played so many hours. So what I do when I want to jump to somebody, I hit my shift key and I let go. Then I can hit space bar and then I can hit shift again if I want to stop. That's what works best for me. Otherwise, I think you'd be holding shift down. Then you have to hit space bar and then you can let shift go to stop yourself, which I believe is the other way around. Yeah, that's what I do. I hold it down and then yeah. I'll Either jump with it still held down. It's just what I've been using since the beginning and it's what I'm used to at this point. People argue it different ways. Well- <laughs> I see it's a better mercy, so you should probably take her advice instead of mine. <laughs> no, no, I'm just okay. <laughs> yeah, aren't you masters, I see? Uh, I waver between diamond and masters. So. Kind of like Mel and I wavering between plat and diamond. <laughs> <laughs> just cooler. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. But the cooldown no longer being reset when resurrecting, it really just messes with your movement. So you almost could get into rhythm before where you would GA in, res, GA out. Now you go in and you're pretty much stuck there for like the two seconds. And that's definitely enough time for the enemy. They see you already coming in, so they're just going to target you and kill you. And then the person that you just res is going to get the same treatment once they get off that invulnerability. So it's just really awkward movement added to what her kit is right now. Yeah, and it definitely just takes, like, she's already vulnerable because she has to go in and be right on top of the person to res them. So you take away her invulnerability and you decrease the range for res. And now you make it so that she doesn't have an escape route. So it's pretty much if you're going to res somebody in the middle of a fight, you're sacrificing yourself and depending on who the target is, probably them. So it's not worth it. Theoretically, you could use the new mechanic with Guardian Angel. So you Guardian Angel to their soul and hit the spacebar at the same time as you res. And you can keep your momentum going, but it's really dependent on where they die at a certain point. Like, it's not a good replacement for that reset. So I've noticed, yeah, it's, too. It's not, it's not dependable is what you're saying. Exactly. Have you noticed... And I hadn't played a lot of Mercy since the changes because Mm -hmm. I was just super busy at work and stuff. But I've noticed that if I Guardian Angel and I accidentally fly past them, even if I hit Res, like right as I'm on top of them, it won't read it, I guess, if I am still in motion. I can sometimes get it to work. But like, <laughs> I'll admit it, but sometimes even when I'm in Valkyrie, the way it was before with how fast it was, I'll like jump to somebody and I'll try and res them. But I miss. And I like find myself like right. floating around in a circle trying to res them. <laughs> I'm like, uh, where are you? It's okay, the most awkward you're... thing in the world. I hope nobody sees me do it. But <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely one of those moments where they're like, Mercy, are you going to res me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. trying. I'm I, trying. No, I don't know where you are. Slide. <laughs> totally. It's finicky, though. It's yeah. like, I think because the range is so small. Well, they did. I think they, I can't, I can't confirm, but I think they did increase the range a little bit when it was on Only PTR. during Valkyrie, though. Yeah, only yeah, during Valkyrie. only during Valkyrie. That's true. I didn't really notice it during Valkyrie today when I played. <laughs> I'm still dive on my ground still hitting it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I feel like you have to be looking at them. Is that just me? You need line of sight. Like, it's it's a it's definitely different from when we had like the five man reses. You need line of sight to actually be able to even, get them. Even if they're behind you, like you zoom past right. them, you need to do yeah, a one eighty and them. see them. It's, but I wish it wasn't. You might but, be able yeah. to tweak. You might be able to tweak like how close you have to look at them with the controls to like the same controls that you tweak for uh, Guardian Angel give and take, you know what I'm talking about, where you tell it to be more precise or less precise, you might be able to turn it to less precise and be able to res them without looking right at them. Yeah, I can you can do that with that. your beam target, but I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if they'll give you that option with the res, or else I feel like that's what everybody would be talking about. Like, increase that as much as you can. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be something that Blizzard looks at, is that we have target prioritization for everything else in her kit. Maybe it's just something that they need to add in for the Resurrect. Do you think that the cooldown cooldown no longer resetting for Guardian Angel is going to stay? Unfortunately, I think so, because people like to complain that they can't kill Mercy, and that's their opportunity is when she goes in. So, I mean, having a Zari on your team to get a bubble for that is going to be crucial. Having like a Zen Orb on you when you go in for it just having some kind of cover. But then again, you're usually going into their back lines to resurrect somebody who died. It's not going to be the pick target that's like standing in front of you. So right. give and take again. Well, well, something they could do. So friend of the show, Foo, star prepared to attack, mentioned in the Discord today that, and I love it because he like mimicked exactly what I said to Jaw weeks prior on on this show. He said the true problem with the new Mercy changes at that time were uh, were that uh, she's unkillable during ult. She's like during Valkyrie, even the best hit uh, hit scans in the game have trouble taking her down. And that's where you get the Mercy's un unkillable thing. I would take in a second i would take letting mercy reset her her guardian angel on res over her having a 20 second uh, uh valkyrie where you can't do anything to her unless you get a lucky roadhog hook and everybody else you know focuses her down i think the big problem was the ult and they didn't even really address that a ton i mean they made it so res doesn't you know isn't on a shorter cooldown but i don't know i think the bigger problem is how much she can survive during 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 valkyrie um it was you guys think? it was really risky to res during valkyrie anyways though like going that close to a target and resing while you were in Valkyrie. I mean, you're already everybody's first target to try to kill. And then you come down towards everybody and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you can move in any, like if you staggered your, your movement and didn't move pre predictably, I mean, you were unkillable. If you just staggered right to left, um, I mean, cause no one else goes right to, to left like that. Uh, abruptly like pharaoh will fall to the right or to the left or fly up to the right or to the left but she can't change 
immediately on a dime, you know? It's not the soldiers and the McCrees I need to worry about when I'm playing my Masters games. It's just like, it's more the Genjis. A Genji with his blade, usually, so the scenario usually works like, I'm going in to res somebody, I want to res, pop Valkyrie, get out. I res somebody, the Genji's already on top of me whipping out his blade. If I hit Q at that point, I'm wasting the entire charge of my or my Valkyrie. So right. it's not, it's not, and Genji can also go up in the air high enough to kill you. So it's not the soldiers, it's not the McCrees that I have to worry about usually. It's the Genjis, it's the, uh, not even Roadhog, it's, it's usually just the Genji that I worry about with Valkyrie at this point, because you're right, soldier and McCree can't really hit you if you're playing properly. Unless so, they're ulting. Un- unless they're ulting. Maybe. Maybe. But that's why I like the change that it doesn't reset the cooldown for your res. Because now it's a little bit less predictable. They know you're not going to pop Valkyrie right after you res somebody necessarily. So I think that's a good change. Mm-hmm. I think that helps Mercy. But I think overall, it's just the Guardian Angel. It's just really frustrating. They're, and it's just going to take me a while to figure out. Yeah, I think they're trying to... to <laughs> true. I think they're just trying to take down her survivability by getting rid of that, when I think it should be more something that goes to do with her Valkyrie rather than her Guardian Angel. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see what they I end agree. up doing, if it becomes a problem. Uh, I feel like no matter what they do to Mercy, though, people always dig on gonna, Mercy because... Yeah. She's got good healing. She's got she's got a lot in her kit, and I don't know. I, I mean, feel like this does make her harder to play, but she's still got a low entry level. Yeah, but her skill ceiling is right is has risen at least from it what it used For to sure. be. Uh, another thing about that is yep. like when you compare Mercy's like pick rate to Lucio, like I haven't seen anybody do that yet when they're complaining about Mercy's pick rates since the changes. Mercy's pick rate is like 100. Lucio's pick rate has always been 100% at the high levels. And nobody cares. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's... I'll try to swear. Everybody's complaining that Mercy is at 100% pick rate when Lucio is now a step below her. When he's always been on it's top. It's because... I don't it's get because it. because Lucio is like the silent... Lucio is like the silent hero. You know what I mean? Like, nobody really sees what Lucio does. He's just always he's there, just always there. And, he's, and you always need it's him. It's really... Right. but n- And for someone who doesn't understand the game, it is extremely hard to explain how much Lucio is actually doing. Like, people don't even realize. Like, I've had so, so many games where... I'm playing Lucio and there's a mercy on our on our on our team and one of the people on the other team will will say you know Lucio player of the the game cuz it was a Genji and I booped him off of his blade targets every time he had ult and I kept him off of mercy the whole time and I speeded at the right time to to uh to catch you know you know stragglers running off and no one realizes it, so then my team will go, no, Mercy was the the player of the game. And they don't even realize what role Lucio played there. And so I think that's why people complain about Mercy, because they see it. They see the res, and they're like, fuck you, Mercy. You know, and they, <laughs> you know, they just see the different things, and they get angry when, you know, Lucio really never 
you know, the only time they're going to get angry is when Lucio gets that killing blow on him or boops him off or, you know, annoys them. But it, they're still not going to think of it as game changing when it really is in essence. I mean, you can really say that about any character in Overwatch is that you are making big game changes when you negate damage, neg ne negate kills, on, you know, enemy kills on your team when you stop those. You're doing a big part, but Lucio is harder to see mm -hmm. than Mercy. I think that's why everybody complains about Mercy. Lucio is a constant. He doesn't have any big abilities that, like, for an instant change the game necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of this, like, constant healing and speed and boop. And, you know, it's so necessary for so many different people to do really well, you know, but not necessarily him. Yeah. And I don't know. So I think it's just. Well, we're going to talk about Lucio in a second. But before I move on, I want to make sure you guys have everything you want to say about <laughs> Mercy out. Because you guys are two great Mercy players and two of my favorite people. So I want to know that you've got to say your say. I mean, I think I see and I could probably sit here and talk about Mercy all day if you'd let us. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, just closing, closing it. Just think back to like, I don't know, a month ago when Mercy could five man res your two, three ults that you combo together and destroy a team fight. Like, it's so much better now and it's so much more balanced. Okay, so you get a good pick. She reses. You have 30 seconds to kill her and the rest of their team. Like, it's so much better than what it used to be. And you're not playing hide and seek. I you're in the team fight. It's just better. So, I I would definitely agree with that. It's more steady now. Yes, it did change a big fundamental of how pug groups work. You know, when you're in comp, you know, the rule of thumb is get a pick, move in, yada, yada. But that's not how we probably should be playing. We probably should be attacking, moving in, calling the attack, and then going from there rather than poking at the choke until someone dies and then moving in. So I think for the health of the game, I think it's good. It's just going to take a little bit of learning for everybody. And I'm definitely happy that, you know, you're not having those times where you're like, well, we used three alts, we used too many alts, but we wiped the team, so we're good. Oh, shit, mercy. You know, <laughs> I'm glad that that's not happening anymore because that would piss me off to no end. So I just remember all I'm the happy. like, Mercy's flying in, Mercy's flying in. Oh, kill her, kill her, kill her. And then she reses everybody. That yeah. was always a good feeling. My favorite the Mercy. My favorite was always people just telling me to go hide and it just frustrated the crap out of me. So, I mean, again, I'm just happy. I'll leave it at Such that. Such an <laughs> unfun game mechanic to go hide is stupid. Anyway. And half the time you would hide, like people would hide too early and then it was a waste and then it ended up not getting res off at all because they'd come in solo and the whole team would be waiting for them and shoot them before they even got there. It was a... It was a nightmare. I'm, I'm happy with the changes, except for the yeah, DA reset. Too. Otherwise, I'm good. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think overall, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that the Mercy changes are wonderful. I think the people that aren't in agreement are the people that... You know, don't remember the five-man stresses at that point. Like Right. Like, not even that long ago. <laughs> but... I did get a shirt for BlizzCon that says, in memory of, and it's got like the five-man res thing. Oh <laughs> my God, that's the best. Yeah, like the symbol. I found it. That's yeah, amazing. I found it and I was like, Bobby, I'm buying it right now. I don't care how much it is, I'm buying it. 
I have my collection yeah. of Mershi shirts. I'm definitely bringing to BlizzCon to figure out what I'm wearing, though. So we'll see. Yeah. Right. Okay, you can move on. I think we've set our piece for mm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm excited, and maybe, maybe as a in between, maybe they can give you that uh, that uh, that reset on Guardian Angel, and they can maybe drop five seconds off of your ult to drop it to fifteen seconds. I think that'd be a good compromise. There is one more thing. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I am surprised how quickly she still gets her ult. Because it was quick before, like really quick. And it's still really quick. I mean, with all the games I've been playing recently, I've just been solo healing. So it's, it's, I haven't actually been able to do two healers. So I, I can't speak to that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had two healers and it's still like super quick and... I think because people are complaining about Valkyrie so much, I felt like that even could have been, not that I want them to do that, please don't do that, but that could have been a better compromise. Okay, well, moving on to the Lucio changes, which I am extremely excited about. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so... uh, here, well, I'll just read it first, and then I'll give a little bit of a background. So the wall ride. The speed boost that Lucio receives after completing a wall ride has been increased by 65%. The developers commented and said, a recent bug fix slowed Lucio's wall ride. This change compensates for the, for the reduced speed. Now, let me explain a little bit. So I didn't know it was a bug. I don't think a lot of people knew it was a bug. We just thought you were getting the jump off at the right exact time because you were using it. So the big tip was uh, map jump to mouse mouse wheel up. And what we thought it was doing, I got the tip from Skyline when he came on the show, we thought it was doing was just hitting jump at the exact right time and then getting another jump off because you're close to a wall. What it was actually doing was giving you multiple jump boosts off of a wall. That's why it didn't work when you use space bar. Now, doing this was very hard on on uh, Lucio because you'd have to jump the walls with your wheel, but then still have to hold space bar to stay on the wall, the next wall that you hit. So you were swapping between them to jump, but you were getting major speed off of the mouse wheel up. Well, now they've increased the jump on just space bar to 65% more speed. So it's not as much as you could get off of the mouse wheel, but oh my gosh, you get a ton more now. I mean, I was just using space bar and... I mean, I was flying around the map like I was DSP stanky. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. I've had so much fun. I can't wait to play more Lucio. And I don't know, do either of you play Lucio? First of all, can we talk about the fact that they gave Lucio a buff with his 100% pick rate? Yeah. Well, he already had it for the people that knew to set it. And the people that really wanted to learn Lucio. So it definitely was the higher end that could really utilize it the best. 
Uh, and I mean, some of the guys in, in, you know, grandmasters and masters were just crazy sick at what they could do and where they could get on the map and how fast they could get there. But I think this, I mean, I think this is a good change for just anybody, anybody lower playing Lucio. And it did, it basically, it's not as much as you could get with the mouse, with the mouse wheel. So it basically debuffed the higher end players playing Lucio and buffed the lower end players playing Lucio. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but so maybe now think? he'll have a hundred percent pick rate on all levels and they'll nerf him. Ah, oh, right. That'd be great. Right? What would they nerf? That's the thing. Anyways, uh, I don't play Lucio <laughs> very much or very well. I play <laughs> Mercy, Zanana. I try and stay away from Lucio because I feel like Lucio is one of those characters that if you're going to play Lucio for a team, you play Lucio. You don't really play anything else. Right. And like his movement, his projectile, it's, it's very different than like any other character, I feel like, in the game. So... He he's just definitely weird. one of those characters where I just don't want to spend the time to sit down and learn because it's going to take a while. But I feel like if I play him, I have to play him really well, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of subtle things that you have to do with Lucio and people don't notice if you're doing them, but they definitely notice if you're not doing them. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, I would say that's true since they did the Lucio rework. Like Lucio was pretty easy before and you could do your job without doing a ton by just wall riding around the top of the map sense. yeah and i mean you could keep people healed you could keep people having speed but now you really have to position yourself well and you can be a lot uh, a lot more of a dps uh boon to your team than you could before you could do a lot more damage with your gun and you could boop people really far so the boops off the map are real. I really hate it good. when I'm trying to get out of a team fight. Like say people die and I'm like trying to run back to my team and there's like a Lucio chasing me. I'm like, <laughs> get away from me. And his damage is pretty high now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die to a Lucio. This is awful. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't feel bad. I mean, Lucio, Lucio could duel. Like most characters in the game, most 200 point characters. And you can't even say that about Genji, really. Genji is a cleanup guy. Like Genji cleans up other people's damage. Whereas Lucio, one on one, you're gonna have you're gonna have some trouble with, you know, with him like quite a bit because he's healing himself up and he can boop you around. He can do a lot of a lot of damage and he's he can go, he can, he can ride walls, so. Oh, I was saying, and he can speed, like, away from you or to you, so he can, like, catch up to you if you're far away from him or run away from you. I don't know, my Mercy Blaster sometimes can kill him, but it just <laughs> depends on the situation. I mean, that's just discussing Lucio as a solo, like, Lucio speed boosting his team in position, Lucio with the divers, with dive comp in general, is just such a crucial part of it that... Yeah, I mean, I think that's why he's used so frequently because I think who was it? Skyline that was saying on your show, babe, that he is a bad thing in the game because he rewards poor positioning because people can get into a better position quickly. And I thought that was interesting because it's so true. It's like, well, we need a Lucio because I'm not going to be in the right spot when I need to be. So he needs to speed me there. <laughs> 
Well, and you could take advantage of a uh, soldier can can rocket jump, but soldier rocket jumping with speed boost can get to some crazy mm. parts of the map. And most people aren't going to utilize that, but people in even diamond and up could probably get that going and GMs can for sure get it going. If you watch some pro games, you'll see someone go Lucio speed and then they'll jump, you know, uh, Oasis, the one with the point in the middle where they've got that top thing and then they've got the little gap room up top. I don't know which one that is. It's not the library, but you can rocket jump with Lucio speed right up to there and then Soldier could just be chilling in that little gap where Farah's and Hanzo's normally sit. And so you can do a lot of things with 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 speed. And I think... I think honestly, like at some point, they might get rid of the group speed speed buff and just have Lucio, where he's just always fast. But I think that would that would negate the fun a lot, and they'd have to mess with that quite a bit. But I'm sensing a lot of Lucio hate here. Like, look at you guys. Uh, I'll reluctantly say and- <laughs> I'll reluctantly say he's an essential part of like high play. Like he's the only speed boost, and speed boost is crucial for positioning and for. Like if you don't have a speed boost going against a team that does, you're gonna lose. It's it's just what it is. Right. Can he rocket jump up to the chandelier <laughs> in Eichenwald? That's what I wanna know, Bobby. Well, you mean soldier with the help of Lucio? Yeah. I bet he could from the awning or from the from the balcony there. Yeah, probably. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try that later. You on soldier, me on Lucio. Oh, I can't rocket little... jump. No, 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 no. Rocket jump. I just learned how to player? shoot. Okay. And you don't know how to rocket jump. You just point down. Listen. And... Uh... The fact that I can kill people—that's that's a big bonus and a big, you know, improvement on previous stats. So. Yeah, I think uh, I think the last game night. I know is after the. Uh, Cavalry Never Dies tournament. Uh, we'd all been drinking and we were doing one on ones, and Melarina beat <clears> my <throat> Genji on her soldier. Oh, that's great. I sure did. Congrats. Yep, she did. <laughs> I beat a couple people, I might add. Yours was definitely the most satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but Genji's not really a good one on one versus soldier. Don't Just make saying. excuses. <laughs> I won no, fair, and fair and square. You did. You did. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and close out the PTR report and moving on to weekly updates. Weekly updates. So we talked about this a little earlier, but uh, there, there's a new spec spectator mode that that uh, uh that monte cristo on twitter kind of i don't know it, he just kind of teased a little bit he said wait un wait until blizzcon to watch world cup playoffs with new spectator mode then wait until jan january for the overwatch league when it will get real oh so interesting so what do you guys think 
He just says playoffs. He doesn't even say the finals. So it might just be for the entirety of BlizzCon that we get that new spectator mode. That'd be great for everybody at home for sure. So then do you think they're going to talk about that at the opening ceremony then? I don't know if they're going to talk about it. They might just release it and then talk about the specific changes in a panel further on. Maybe, maybe. Because why not use it if you have it? Like... That, that's right. just my thought. Is there an esports panel? Is there an Overwatch League panel? I didn't see one like specifically geared towards. Yeah, it's the it's it's the last one talking about the future of Overwatch League. Right, but it's like at the very end. Yeah, if they talk about the spectator mode, I think it's going to be at the opening ceremony. But is there a, is there be... a different opening ceremony for all the games, or just one opening ceremony? There's one opening ceremony, but it's going to be shown in many different locations. And then there's going to be extra live people that are at each location for different games. So the main hall is going to be the main hall like it's always been, but they're going to have different locations that you can see specifics for that game. So we'll kind of have to leave it to the other podcasters we're hanging out with to kind of see where we need to go. The, uh, you know, the, uh, experienced blizz Connors, cause we're all noobs here. Mm-hmm. Level one, level one, blizz, uh, blizz Connors. How far are you guys going to level up? Cause I know I am going to max level this BlizzCon. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you can go to max level in one BlizzCon. <laughs> I am that good. It's impressive. What about you, Icy? Uh, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to go to as many panels as I can. I'm just going to go see as much as I can, and I'm just going to have fun. I think it's going to be fun, and also just to like see all the people that like. I'm going to come before the storm also because I'm going to be there Thursday. Oh, so I'm just boy. excited to just meet everyone that I like listen to all the time too. So <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Are you coming to the Overwatch panel? Because I'm going to be on there. Hopefully, I will make the chance to get there. So yeah. Well, you can't miss Andreas, who will be on there also. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. <laughs> and then yeah, Rob's on the on the Hearthstone panel. And I mean, there's a ton of people. There's a ton of people I'm excited to meet, too. I'm going to try. If I get to meet Scott Johnson, I'm going to try not to geek out too much. <laughs> and oh, and Willie Dill's Gregory is not coming, which bums me out bad because I really wanted to meet him. So, but when I meet Scott Johnson, if I meet him, I'm going to try not to just be like, hi, hi. <laughs> he was the first podcaster I ever listened to when I first started World of Warcraft and had a long ride with the instance. And so that was a dark time. It was a dark time. <laughs> The the uh, the uh, vanilla World of Warcraft raiding days when we'd raid eight hours a day, five days a week. Listen, when I met Bobby, he was like all about going partying with me and like having a lot of fun. And it was like three weeks in and he's like, so I don't really like to go out as much. I kind of like to play video games. And I was like, huh? <laughs> okay. And then, like, I let him play his video games for a little bit, and then I was like, all right, well, can't beat him, might as well join him. So I tried (laughs) it, and then I was, like, really annoyed because I was level one, 
And he was like level 60. And I was like, well, this is going to take an eternity. This is horrible. And so then I get up to level 60 and then it was fun. It was a good time. It monopolized our life. And um, we vowed never to do it again after the second time. Yeah. Well, we played through Kata and... Our biggest problem with World of Warcraft is we want to be the best at whatever we do. And so being the best at World of Warcraft raiding, at least at that time, I don't know if it's changed now, but you had to put in a considerable amount of time. And we were doing server first. I mean, our guild was the the first to take down Nefarian uh, on Burning on Burning Legion. And so we we were definitely hardcore and... Yeah, Spent we know a lot our of limits. time running back from the graveyard. Yeah, we know our limits rating. now, though. But I think it was that's what was so intriguing to me about Overwatch is because I hadn't played a game since WoW. Which, gosh, we quit what after Craticism. We came back. Did we come back again? Nope, we didn't come back. We played Madden. I mean, I played a lot of games, but. You played like Candy Crush and shit like that. I was also going through grad school. Okay. So in my defense, I had a lot going on. I started a new job and whatnot. But I think the way Bobby got me to come back to play Overwatch was just the idea that one, you didn't have to get gear that would make you better. It was more so just based on how well you played the character as a compared to other people, which I really liked because I hated the random drops or having to get DKP, you know, all that fun stuff. And then the fact that games were like 15 minutes and you could play a game and then you could get off or you could keep playing like we do now. But still, I still have the option to go get dinner if I want to in the middle. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch is my first uh, FPS. So I was, it was really intimidating going in, but once I found a character like Mercy that I could like play and not have to shoot right away, but I could pull it out if I wanted to. It really like helped me like get started in it. So I, I like Overwatch for that. Yeah, that was me too. He told me it was an FPS and I was like, you saw me play Halo on the Xbox that one time. It was the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Like it was so bad. I was like looking at the floor the whole time or the ceiling. Like I didn't know where to go. And he's like, I just don't understand why you can't look straight. And I was like, I don't know either. I'd love to know. I'd love to be looking straight right now. It's just not happening. Yeah, I tried to play uh, Destiny on console and that just did not go well. I can't I can't do the two joysticks. The two joysticks are just right? too much for me. There's <laughs> something about it with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> yeah, my brain does not work that way where like they go different ways or you use like I try to use them both together. I don't know. It's I feel you. It's not it's not pretty. So, yeah, I'm glad it's on the computer. I'm much better with the mouse and keyboard. <laughs> I mean, it's harder with the joystick, but I just don't. I, it would drive me absolutely up the wall. Would her, she's just walking straight and she's looking at her feet. We play like the Telltale games on Xbox because I like those. I think those are fun. And he's the ones where you have to move. He's like, oh, Babe, can, can you just, can you just look? Right, well. Can you just look up? I'm like, okay. Getting back on task here, 
talking about the spectator boat. Does anybody else have anything else to add after our long segue? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I think it's a longer you, waited. Yeah, no. It's, yes, but people have been asking for what it. What do you think it's going to be, though? Uh, what do you think it's going to be? Compared to what we have now, I think any improvements are good. Like, they've added things as they've gone, like the whole, like, blue, red switching thing. I'm glad that was solved. Like, you can go first person, you can go third person, you can go in aerial view. It's really, they've made improvements as they've gone. So I'm not sure. I I don't watch as much as I would like to, so I'm not sure really what people are looking for, but I'm sure Blizzard's been listening and I'm sure they've been listening to like the casters to see what's best for them, like listening to anybody who's doing the actual spectating for the esport. Like I think they're making improvements like I don't know. <laughs> I think Any it'd be interesting to see like I don't know. I'd like to see more aerial view where I can see the formations coming in. Like I'd like to see who's going back and flanking or who's standing back or who's, you know, rushing in and how they focus targets or whatnot. I think that'd be interesting to see. But I don't know. I also like the first person view. It's just so hard to follow and they switch so often. And if they like switch between a tracer, like when she's got like a quarter life and they switch. I'm like, did she die? What happened? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like really throws you off. Yeah. I know as some people are sitballing, like having multiple cameras, like be in view. So like, I, I know somebody who like went to uh, like some of the world cup, like show matches. And they said they had like a couple of big TVs showing, like having each TV, like show a different view would be really cool at those kind of events. I'm not sure if that's something they've taken into account. I'm not sure how that would translate to Twitch, but it's something that people have started putting out there. So I'm not sure if they want to do like smaller like cameras like in the bottom corner or something like that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Go back to what we talked about earlier. I would like to see each team in their full colored uniform. I'd like to see fuel in in blue. You know what I mean? I, I'd like to see the orange on the San, the San Francisco Shock and the uh, red on the Shanghai Dragons. And I'd like to see it where we don't see them highlighted. Uh, you know, we don't see red and, and blue. We just see the characters. And when they're behind a wall, I'd still like to see the outline of their team color, but not... You know, I want it to be the same every time. So whether they're on offense, defense, blah, 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 you always see the team color. So you always know that's my guy. You know what I mean? And Or that's the enemy guy. And that, I think, would help a lot of people follow it better. Now, in a crazy perfect world, I'd love to be able to just spectate any of them that I wanted to spectate at any time. That would be amazing. It's like, like I interactive would love that. spectating, though. Yes, that would be the next level. So, I can watch my favorite player, and I can, you know, you can even take it in a role playing setting. Like I can be him. You know what I mean? Like that could be huge. Uh, like Dota Two. Like I used to play that a lot for Ti. They broadcast that like from their application so you can go into the application and you can pan and view wherever you want like i think that's such a cool tool to have 
but I'm not sure if Blizzard's quite there yet. And it'd be Jaw would love that you that you mentioned that. <laughs> he 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 would love it. He's shedding a tear right now <laughs> as he edits this. Way to represent, I see. All right. Well, I think it's been a good show. I think we're gonna. We didn't have any com- community questions this week. We're gonna move on to closing. I would like to encourage everybody to check out our new sh- our new show series, uh, Prepare to Attack. Batch two is now live and available, and Batch three will hit Monday of next week. We normally live stream every Tuesday night at nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, send us your Overwatch stories. We would love to to read them on the show. We have a PS4 community, an Xbox One club, and our Discord is... Discord.me. Discord.me. Thank you. Slash mash those buttons. Uh, And I'd like to encourage everybody to check out Heroes of Overwatch. It's a a, a Facebook group and, as Josh says, has the, the dankest memes. Like to thank the audience for listening. This podcast is available on all kinds of platforms. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Player FM, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbeam, and uh, uh, we can get an RSS feed, but I'm sorry, I do not have that. Uh, the leaks are of, are available on MashThoseButtons.com, though. You can get us on Twitter at mash those buttons. You can find our main site on Twitter at MTB site. You can find us on facebook.com slash mash those buttons. You can find us on youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We encourage the audience to con contact us with any comments or questions. Uh, we encourage you to guys to send in uh, to send in iTunes re- reviews or reviews anywhere you can. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank M- Melarina and Icy Sorrow for coming on the show today. Melarina, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Melarina Overwatch, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, and you can find me. It's, I think it's Mel Overwatch, isn't it? Yeah, that. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Mel Overwatch. And you can find me on our my podcast on Wednesdays. We live stream at seven ish um, on Twitch.tv slash The Cavalry Show. I was getting there. <laughs> or you can join our Discord at discord.me slash The Cavalry. And Icy, where can we find you? I'm pretty easy to get hold of in Discord, or uh, you can find me on Instagram if you like costumes and stuff. I've been posting a lot of pictures of my BlizzCon costume. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Twitch. I don't really stream a lot recently, but it's all uh, Icy Sarah at Icy Sarah. I think I looked for you, Icy Sarah, on Twitter, on Twitter, and I didn't think I found you. Ah, she blocked it's you. There. That's embarrassing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Well, and you can find me at Blazin underscore Bob on Twitter. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me on Twitch at Blazin Bob. And you can find Jaw on Twitter at 
underscore J-A-A underscore. Thank you again, everybody. And we out. Bye. Later. The storm known as BlizzCon is almost upon us, and that means once again, it's time for podcasters, community personalities, and fans to come together for one of the largest gatherings created by fans for fans. It's Con Before the Storm, featuring the fifth annual World of Podcast. It's shaping up to be our largest World of Podcast yet, with participants from over 50 podcasts and additional content being produced before and after the big party at the Anaheim Hilton on November 2nd. Even if you can't join us in Anaheim, we do invite you to check out the shows on Alpha Geek Radio or at twitch.tv slash combeforestorm. Can't listen to us live? We have you covered with podcast versions of our content available for download on demand via our World of Podcasts show feed on Google Music and Apple Podcasts. For complete information, show schedule, and much, much more, be sure to check out combeforestorm.com. And also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at combeforestorm and at World of Podcasts.